Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. We'll stand by for news and stuff right after this. For some reason, I was thinking about all the people that have left my church in the last 35 years. They could move away, that's one thing, or decide, hey, um, I think I would be better here at this church across town, whatever the case might be. But just those that, that leave, there's basically four reasons. Number one, we're very selfish. It's probably the biggest problem overall for any Christian, selfishness. Number two, we are a proud people the biggest problem in the church, without question. We address that in our book, Invisible War of the Saints, by the way. Pride, oh, talk about demons, there they are. And then uh, many of us function under the Peter principle, jump right in and do it. I've discovered some of those people that were the most excited about me and my church after leaving now uh, don't like my church and don't like me. And in most instances had nothing to do with the Bible. No, just something else enters in, people leaving the church. And number four, this is an important one, it can be demonic or a mental problem. Yeah, people were just kind of in a bit of a daze yesterday at the church as I discussed this, but I've given it serious thought over the years. I wonder how many pastors out there would agree. What in the world is going on? Well, this can't be good PR. Harvard University, Harvard. I've heard about Harvard since I was a little boy. They reportedly hosted graduation celebrations for certain identity groups in 2023, and one of the groups that didn't make the list were Jews. Yeah. Affinity celebrations for graduates at the prestigious Ivy League institution, Harvard, had been deleted, but it strongly supported events that featured black graduates, graduates with disabilities, indigenous graduates, LGBT queer graduates, Arab graduates, etc., etc. No Jew graduates. Uh huh. Well, you dirty demonic dogs. What? Several blue states, of course have deprived rural counties of the ability to reject the massive, uh, oh, this is, uh, what a scam, massive green energy projects that corporations want to site in their communities while green industrial interests and environmentalist groups have poured so much money into state capitals. Michigan, California, New York, Illinois have all passed legislation that consolidates authority over land use issues and rules state-level bureaucrats at the expense of local governments that could have altered their own zoning codes to stem this tide, this tsunami of industrial green projects like solar and wind farms everywhere. You'll have them on your roof before long. These policies deprive rural residents in their states, their freedom, their local autonomy, while also benefiting the corporate interests that line the pockets of the, oh, uh, where is my, get my gun, quick. Wonder if he feels threatened yet. Donald Trump still leads in New Hampshire, but Nikki Haley has consolidated much of that non-Trump vote and has emerged as the top alternative to him. Among the top candidates, Haley gets the best marks on being, well, she's likable, she's reasonable, she runs nearly even with Trump on being prepared 
notable, considering that he held the presidency. She's been running in part on, well, electability and is now seen as the most electable of all the challengers to Donald Trump. Meanwhile, Trump has consolidated his already commanding lead in Iowa, where likely caucus goers overwhelming, overwhelmingly see him as the leader. What do you think? 44% for Trump, 29 for Haley, 11 for DeSantis. He seems to be fading. Christie, 10, Ramaswamy, 5. That's it. The numbers summation for a Monday. A group of recently released hostages and their relatives met with the Israeli defense minister and war cabinet minister on Saturday night. One of the freed hostages, quoted by the Times of Israel, relayed the fear, the very real fear that captives endured daily and lingering trauma. That's what they experienced since their release. Every passing day is a terrifying day. You have no idea what kind of monsters we're dealing with here. If they're feeling threatened, they will use the captives. They scared us that the IDF would use the Hannibal Directive on civilians, and therefore we were scared when the IDF bombings were close. The unnamed individual quoted this saying that, referring to the IDF's use of heavy fire of a soldier's abducted, even at the risk of killing the soldier. Well, the left-leaning loonies are at it again. NBC News came under fire on social media over, well, a ridiculous headline that seemed to, to fault conservative news outlets for reporting that a Democrat Senate staffer filmed a gay sex video in a Capitol hearing room. Really, the report came after the Daily Caller published an amateur pornographic video Friday that showed an alleged congressional staffer well, doing whatever. According to the Daily Caller, the video was leaked after being shared in a private group for gay men in politics. Good group. Gay men in politics. Post on social media claimed the alleged staffer worked for Senator Ben Cardin, Democrat from Maryland. Hours after the story broke, Cardin's office announced that a legislative aide had been uh, well fired, but did not speak about the sex tape. It's a big news today. A Rochester Institute of Technology student from, well, here in Michigan, who disappeared just before Thanksgiving, says that he is grateful after being found safe in, in Pennsylvania. 22-year-old Matthew Grant was seen driving away from his off-campus home in Henrietta, New York, on November the 20th before he vanished for weeks without his phone or his wallet. I want to say a huge thank you to everyone that helped in this search process. I feel incredibly grateful to have people like you in my corner. Words of Grant in a statement he shared by the family on Thursday of last week. It's hard to understand just how much support you have, regardless of how you're doing personally. I'm doing much better now that I'm united with my family. It means the world to me. The Sheriff's Department in New York there confirmed that Grant had been located and reunited with his family. I guess stuff like this could happen. There seemed to be some difficulty with this 22-year-old, and when he found out someone was looking for him, he went to the nearby police station 300 miles away and said, I think someone's looking for me. Just never know. Well, it's a sad story, and maybe it's a part of your family. A very good possibility. Alcohol addiction, drug addiction, how hard it is to get away. The Los Angeles County Medical Examiner's Office on Friday ruled the drowning death of Friends star Matthew Perry in October was due to the acute effects of ketamine. 
The 54-year-old Perry battled addiction for, well, decades and detailed his memoir how he was using this drug as part of his treatment for depression and for anxiety. Now, Perry's death, which was also determined to be an accident, has put a greater attention on this drug. It's been proven to be an effective mental health treatment but poses risk in recreational and unregulated settings. Matthew Perry drowned in a bathtub. Sad. Look there, in the sky. Ah, it ain't Superman. Though the general shape of the previously reported unidentified aerial phenomenal is either triangular or circular, even the shape of a tic-tac, they say. A recent report will have the U.S. government now adding yet another shape on the list. A photographer from Chicago captured a shot of a a spooky thing that was apparently changing colors while it just sat stationary in the sky. According to the Daily Mail, the report noted that depending on who is looking at this thing, it could be an alien's face, an indigenous totem, a monkey from the Lion King, any number of things. Yeah, but they're taking a look at it today, and it is uh, most both beautiful and strange. Experts not clear. What is this thing? Beautiful, spectacular. Speculation has swirled in the UFO world as to what it could be. Scientists, of course, they're just playing this thing down. The photo taken by Dietrich Ziegler, a professional photographer in Chicago. Hmm. For our thoughts on UFO, ah, invisible war on the saints.com. Get your copy of the book today. We talk about UFOs, and I think you know where we're coming from. Is it easy to be a Catholic, the most popular religion most of us know about, and yet constant, constant, constant sin and breaking of laws? What are you talking about? The Vatican's trial of the century ended with Giovanni Angelo Bacu being found guilty as charged of embezzlement and fraud in the church's criminal court and sentenced to five and a half years in prison. Eight others in connection with this man who had been considered a, a candidate to be the next pope. See, they were also found guilty of financial crimes or abuse. Prosecutors discovered money transfers as part of a London real estate deal approved by this man in 2013. And the court found that the transactions were bogus embezzlement and ordered the guilty parties to pay. The ruling is seen as a win for Pope Francis, who was elected in 2013 with a mandate to reform the Catholic Church. We need to reform your church, your faith. It's so bad. It's amazing. Real news that you can use. The FDA is investigating whether elevated levels of lead in some of the cinnamon apple sauces, which affected as many as 125 kids that we know of, was, well, it was a result of economically motivated adulteration. What is that? Let's put it down here where Greg Patton can understand it. It's food fraud. That's what it is. Yeah, they're bad people everywhere, right? I mean, God's right in his word. Sinners, sinners everywhere. So far, all of the signals we're getting lead to an intentional act on the part of someone in this supply chain, said the FDA's deputy commissioner. The investigation is zeroing in on a single manufacturer facility somewhere in Ecuador, which links to the cinnamon applesauce pouches 
sold under the names of three brands, Weiss, One a Banana, and Schnucks. They were all recalled in November. In business news, here's a picture of him sitting in a Hong Kong jail. Who? In prison, media mogul Jimmy Lai. Boy, he got rich. Goes on trial today in a globally significant case that was well, considered a test of Hong Kong's judicial independence following a security crackdown by China in 2020. Lai, who founded the pro-democracy tabloid called Apple Daily, has been charged of colluding with foreign forces and sedition and could face life in prison. One of his sons called it a show trial. It's all nonsense, he said. Jeff Bezos' space company Blue Origin will aim to launch its new Shepard rocket in a cargo mission as, as early as today. The rocket's been grounded for 14 months after suffering a mid-launch failure in September of 2022. Today is answer the telephone like Buddy the Elf Day. <laughs> what? <laughs> is this real? So when you answer your phone today, you must immediately ask the caller their favorite color. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> the shortest day of winter, shortest day of winter in terms of daylight arrives this Thursday. Maybe we'll finally get some snow. And any snow in your neck of the woods yet? Hey, here's a list of all the college football games happening. Oh, throw that out. Nobody cares. <laughs> and, oh, Festivus is on Saturday. Decorate that pole and air those grievances. Yeah, Festivus. On today's devotion, we're going to talk about, uh, is Christmas really heathen? What do you think? Well, if you're keeping up with this stuff, Oprah Winfrey has lost weight again. This has been going on for years. Anyway, I guess she's there now. Somehow, uh, she's using one of the new weight loss drugs, which along with drinking a gallon of water every day, counting Weight Watchers points, and eating her last meal at 4 o'clock in the afternoon has gotten her within seven pounds of her goal. I've been blamed, shamed, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'm doing it now. Well, congratulations. What are you going to do about heaven and hell? Just a thought, you know. This, does anyone really care how much weight? Oh, never mind. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Let me keep it simple. Thank you, all of you that listen to Hello World on a regular basis. Thank you. It's my gift to you for the Christmas season. Seriously. We couldn't do this thing without you. And more and more every day, joining us on Facebook and listening to Hello World, one of the most popular programs on this station. To God be the glory, great things he has done. We understood a long time ago, we are nobodies and, and God can do whatever he wants to do. Thus, Hello World every day at this time. So we kind of surprised everyone at the cross yesterday by Asking this question, and it's a good one. I posted it on Facebook. You might be surprised at some of the answers. Do you celebrate a Christmas, uh, the birth of Jesus? How many of you do that? Almost every hand in my uh, congregation went up. When I put that on Facebook, some people responded, never, ever do we celebrate December the 25th. Really? So if uh, you do indeed celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, did you do it on September the 20th 
or the 29th. What? You know, most of what you and I do, reference to Christmas, every aspect of it is more tradition than it is biblical fact or any real data being observed. And uh, another question might be, why did God bring Jesus into the world in a virgin birth? Have you thought of that one recently? And why did it happen in Bethlehem? According to Luke chapter 2, and it would be good, I guess, for us this week to read the first few chapters of Matthew, the first few chapters there of uh, Luke. Flocks were in the open fields. Isn't that what the Bible says in Matthew 24, 20? You know, uh, they were never in the field after October. That's a fact. It was too cold. So if they were in the open field, guess what? We're way off. And Romans wouldn't require registration. No, not during a, a season when Judea was unusually impassable. So not in the winter anytime, huh? Many say uh, it was 4 BC. That's when Jesus was born. You know, Josephus, you may have a, a copy of his book, a contemporary of the time. Oh, most pastors have, a, have Josephus in their library. The Lord was born on the 41st year of Augustus's reign. Uh-huh. Tertullian stated that Augusta began to rule 41 years before Jesus was born, and he died 15 years after that on August the 19th. So Jesus then would have to have been born not 4 B.C., but 2 B.C. And Tertullian stated that Jesus was born 28 years after Cleopatra died. Guess when that is? 2 B.C. So, you know, if you tie all these reigns of, uh, and deaths, if you will, of kings and emperors and queens, and you do a, a study. I was intrigued last week, and, and let me tell you why. I got to thinking about something that happened at our farmhouse years ago when a fundamental Baptist wanted to know if he could come out to our farm and go rabbit hunting with his kids. And, of course, I said, absolutely, love the guy. Had preached in his uh, uh, school and preached in uh, his church and uh, not far away from here. He came in. He lost his ever-loving mind. He saw my Christmas tree. He heard Johnny Mathis singing some Christmas songs or carols or whatever. And, uh, man, I have not spoken to that man to this day. It's been decades. I landed on the heathen list. What in the world went on there? Well, I was just a heathen with that Christmas tree up. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's something to think about. September the 20th or the 29th. How in the world do you get those two dates? Well, again, uh, uh, depending, on, depending on exactly what calendar you use and what, means, what it means to, to be pregnant in, in the Bible, it's either 280 days or 271 days. So Jesus was born on September the 20th or the 29th. And like so much of this, it's speculation, but gets you thinking. But, but here's something you cannot ignore. In any event, the celebration we're about to do on Sunday and Monday, clearly wrong. December the 25th, why do we pick that date, by the way? You know, it's just tradition, deeply rooted in our culture. I mean, your parents did it, your grandparents did it, your great-grandparents did it. Uh-huh, really the first mention in the calendar of Philokalos back in 354 A.D., which states that Jesus was born on Friday, December the uh, 25th. Uh, this was 400 years, imagine, after the 
the birth of Jesus, they put it on December 25th, a Friday. What? It wasn't a Friday. No. And by the way, have you ever heard of the Edict of Toleration in 312 AD? You've ever heard of that? I hadn't. You know what that was? That was Emperor Constantine legalizing Christianity, making it official in 312 AD. Half the Roman Empire was slaves. 50% of the slaves were Christians. Everyone was used to their pagan religion. So how can we blend now this? We still do this today. How can we blend our past uh, and paganism with this new life in Christ? December the 25th proclaimed official by the church fathers in 440 AD, the fifth century, which is a long time after the birth of Jesus, seven, eight of your lifetimes. Here's an interesting fact. In the Hebrew culture, they celebrated death and not birth. Isn't that strange? No prophets, no kings, no birthday parties. Nope, death. Jesus said your death. Oh, that's to be celebrated, right? For Christians? The people were used to celebrating Saturnalia, a pagan tradition from the Babylonian priesthood and uh, the worship of the sun god. That's interesting. But here's something to think about. Nearly every occultic, and we get this from our book, Invisible War of the Saints, nearly every occultic pagan practice uh, out there today came from Babylon, Isaiah 47. And it's amazing, everything. Now back to this new thing that they had, new Christianity. You know, there are over 300 references to Babylon in the Word of God. It's mentioned three times in Christ's genealogy. The Bible is really the battle of two cities, God and Jerusalem, Satan and Babylon. And Babylon is being rebuilt. Iraq will be one of the wealthiest, most powerful nations in all the world before you know it. Isaiah and Jeremiah said so. You can study Tammuz, the son of Nimrod. You know, he died, allegedly, and they placed a Yule log as a memorial. Did you know that? The Chaldean word for log is Yule. And then, well, he didn't die. So his rebirth, I guess, was replaced with a trimmed tree. Imagine that. And that's where you get your Christmas tree today. Pagan. It doesn't go back to, again, uh, the worship of the tree where they brought it in there in Jeremiah 10 and nailed it. No, that's not what we're talking about. By the way, our tree is going up today. Our tradition continues I'm going to carry on what my dad, grandpa, and great-grandpa did, just as you will. Mm -hmm. So let me wrap this up quickly. As Christianity was established as the official state religion of Rome, many, if not all, most previous religions, traditions, and practices of all the pagan worship were adapted and became a part of the Christmas tree, the mistletoe, the wassail bowl, the root all from Babylon, Halloween, Easter, pagan, and yet here we are. Many call it Easter or Resurrection Sunday. That we get away with something there, huh? Oh, yeah. By the way, in the beginning of the early Christians, they wanted to be correct in worshiping and doing as the Jews did with Passover. Guess what happened to all of them? They were excommunicated from the church. The early church was one of the most anti-Semitic groups ever on the face of the earth. Merry Christmas. Just something to think about. Get real, people. Now, my wife wants me to get this thing decorated in the living room. <laughs>
Hey, it happens during Thanksgiving and Christmas every year for me. I eat extra, lots of snacking. Yeah, cheese spread, crackers, etc. I was scraping the last bit of stuff out of the container the other day and asked Sharon if she wanted me to save the jar. She said, no, that's okay. Just go ahead and eat it. <laughs> I think there's a message there. Oh, that's it. I've had my save for another day. Join me on Facebook, Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I just love to have friends. Thank you for being here. We're honored with your presence on Hello World. That's the way it is. Monday, December the 18th, 2023. I'm Greg Patton. God bless.